0: hello and welcome to and let's be heard for thursday august 31st 2023 i'm mike at all right how's everyone doing out there here we are the last last day of august last day of august boy the summer's gone right we're coming up on labor day weekend the unofficial end of the summer everyone's going back to school and it's over with. That's it. We're going to head into the fall. We're going to head into the fall, which of course means uh, COVID alert number 5726. COVID alert number 5726. Watch out. Be careful, people. Be careful, people. Make sure you wear 17 masks. Stay inside. Don't leave. Get your 35th booster. So we're back into that again. We have to look forward to this every fall for the rest of our miserable lives. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But, um, You know, I talk on this show about money making a big deal when it comes to these campaigns. When you look at polls, people go, oh, my God, someone's so far ahead, so far behind. It's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. You have to look at the money. Always follow the money. Where's the smart money going? By smart money, I don't mean regular people. Sorry. I don't mean people like you and me, you know, uh, who give five bucks, ten bucks, those people who are Uh, contributing to the Donald Trump Defense Fund, people who can't afford to feed their own family and, you know, giving 5, 10, 20 bucks to to Donald Trump every week. Um, I'm talking about the money people, the the smart people who have the big money, who don't just waste it, who aren't just going to throw it out the window, right, at a candidate they feel is flawed that can't win, that's doomed to failure like Donald Trump. And we're seeing that more and more now. Um, Trump is broke. He's broke. His donor money just plummeted by over a hundred million dollars. That's uh, the Yahoo Finance put out a story about that. And there's one story after another now about all of the money that Trump doesn't have his pack, Save America. You know, Ron DeSantis has the Never Back Down and Trump has Save America. It's almost broke. So he's basically, as USA Today put it, running out of money, running out of other people's money to pay his lawyers. All of the money he's making is going towards his defense fund. So when people get get apoplectic, oh, my God, he raised $10 million after his mugshot. That's gone in about a week to the lawyers. So it doesn't really matter. That he raises money off of an indictment or off of a mugshot or over an arraignment or whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. All that money is going towards his defense, which is costing him millions and millions of dollars. He has no money to campaign with, which is why he has no campaign. That's why he's not doing those big rallies anymore. The other reasons, too. He no longer has the energy he used to have. He's older. He's sicker. He doesn't have the energy. He doesn't. He doesn't really want this. Once again, he wants grift, as Brian Kemp so aptly put, this campaign is one big grift for him, so he could raise money for his defense fund off the backs of these idiots who give him the money. And that's what they are. They're idiots. They're morons. They're people he's been hoodwinking for eight years now, ever since he came down that escalator at Trump uh, Towers, over at his Trump International in in Manhattan. It's, it's the same thing he's been doing. He, he, he. He grifts, he gets regular people to believe that he is one of them and now believe that he's basically Jesus Christ on the cloth dying for their sins. So they give him this money because they're dumb. And so he uses them. Once again, I'm going to make this clear. Donald Trump knew the election wasn't rigged, but he knows his followers, his cult is so, is so dumb, so ignorant that they would buy that. And they're just dumb cultists. Who will do anything he says, because he's made them believe he's Jesus Christ on the cross and he can do no wrong. And they will defend him till the end. They'll defend him till the end. So they'll go to war for him. They'll go into battle for him. They'll give up their lives for him. They'll give up their money. They'll give up their savings for him. He knows this. So he uses them. He griffs. And there's a lot of dumb people out there. Remember when when Donald Trump was thinking about running for president, twenty fifteen. It was like he's a Democrat. He was a Democrat his whole life. But he knew, look, you know what I think about a lot of Democrats out there and their and their branch Covidians and their nonsense and their authoritarianism and their last three years with COVID. And also backing more runs like Biden and Obama and and you know that. I have no love for the Democrat, and a lot of them are dumb also. America has a lot of dumb voters. Dumb voters. You want smart people, go to Sweden not here. But when he was deciding, am I going to run as a Democrat? Am I going to run as a Republican? He was looking at who was running in the in the Democratic primary, and it was his friend, Hillary Clinton. And he knew he couldn't beat Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump was never going to beat. Donald Trump's particular grift is different than the grift of a Biden or Obama or Hillary. He, he appeals to a different base of base. Let's put it that way. And he knew that Democrats were not going to fall for his crap. They weren't. And he had no chance of beating his friend Hillary Clinton in a primary. So what's more exciting? What's a better reality show than running against your great friend? And that's what he did. So he ran as a Republican where he knew he could run against Hillary and he could get all of those Hillary haters on the right to adore him for running against Hillary Clinton. So he made that competition, right? That his best chance at not necessarily winning, because I don't think he thought he was going to win, but his his best chance at uh, building up a good following for a reality show was running against Hillary Clinton. That's what he did. Never expecting to actually win. But in the reality show, you have to act as though you want it, right? You have to act as though you're going to win. And you're all in. And that's what he did. And Hillary was a moron and made a lot of missteps in that campaign, and, and lost by a very, 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 very narrow margin in the Electoral College, even though she trounced him by three million votes in pop vote. So that was the case. That's how Donald Trump, that's my little history primer for you of how Donald Trump became president, the whole process. Would have been very happy, and I would argue happier, if he didn't win, and could have just spun it off into a another reality show, right? The Apprentice had played itself out and he wanted a new fresh reality show and that would have worked. He would have gotten the people who loved him on the, you know, the, as the host of the apprentice, you're fired. And a whole new audience of people, right? Because he had run for president against Hillary Clinton. It would have been, it would have been buffo man. All right. He would have been doing great on television, right? He had a great reality show, to do. but he became president. So the whole thing is a one big grift for him right it was all about him his popularity being able to build a reality show on television and now it's all about his saving his own ass right saving his own ass staying out of jail so he's on the grift but this kind of grift is only going to last so long and like i said the big money donors who those packs like save america for him and and uh, never back down for DeSantis they get most of their money from big donors, from the regular big money donors. Those people are no longer giving to Donald Trump. We already know several big ones that gave to Trump twice are now giving to DeSantis this time. So he's running out of money. So he can't campaign. So what can he do? Well, he can post videos on Truth Social. That's about it. He can post videos on Truth Social. That's all he can do. That's free right? For him, that's free. He doesn't have to pay any money for that. So that's what he does. So his rallies have now become these two-minute wacko videos on True Social. And we know True Social is like ranked 194th. It's all the way at the bottom of like apps. Almost no one goes on there. It's an echo chamber. Not, it's not an echo chamber for the right wing. It's not an echo chamber for Republicans. It's an echo chamber simply for the Trump cult, Take a little foray on the True Social. You'll see <laughs> Trump supporters and me, the Trump cult and me promoting my podcast, sending my podcast directly to him, knowing he listens because he has no life. He loves this stuff, right? So he lives on the internet. But True Social is an, is an echo chamber of Trump cultists. That's all it is. So he's playing to his cult. And his videos and his tweets on True Social aren't getting, if you've noticed, the kind of big media attention that his tweets got when he was on Twitter and especially when he was president. They're not getting the same kind of uh, free press that they got when he was on Twitter. The whole act is running thin. It's a thin act. He needs a new act. In fact, no act. He should just go away. And he will. He will. He'll be going to prison. Donald Trump will end up spending the rest of his life in prison the, the, the day he goes into jail, I can't tell you, but it could be within the next year, obviously, right, or less. So, uh, of course, there's the whole appeals process, we don't know, because he's going to be convicted, we don't know, right? I guess it's up to the judge, right? Sometimes people who are convicted have to go into jail, you or I would have to go into jail, right, and have to uh, appeal from jail. But often wealthy people, high profile people who can't just leave the country, you know, uh, they'll let them stay out. So, you know, he could be a convicted felon in the appeals process, but not being behind bars. There's no guarantee of that. I think it'll be up to the judge. But that's always a possibility, right, that he can be convicted, but he's allowed to be out while he's appealing. And that appeal process can go until he dies. Right. So there's no guarantee that Trump is going to die in prison. It'll be up to the judge. After he's convicted, you or I would, would be finished, but I don't know about Donald Trump. We'll see how that turns out. But one way or another, over the next year or so, he'll be a convicted felon. Um, he can't win. Well, I'll talk about this till I'm blue in the face. Donald Trump is not becoming President of the United States again. There's no way a guy convicted of you know several charges, felonies is going to be. There's no way a convict is going to be elected by independents. Okay? A new poll came out that said two of every three Americans said they won't vote for him. That's now. Two-thirds of Americans said they will not vote for Donald Trump now, still being presumed innocent. Could you imagine how it would be when he's convicted? That number will shoot up probably to 80% of the people. So he can't win. The guy cannot win a general election. It's becoming clearer and clearer now that he probably and I've said this from day one, will not win the primary either, right? He has no money. He can't campaign. If you believe the polls, he's dropping in them. Uh, DeSantis just did an incredible job in Florida with the hurricane. As, I believe as of a few hours ago, no one died. Think about that. Not one death has been reported with that hurricane that swept through the central and northern part of the state. Not one. DeSantis left the campaign trail right away, went there, hunkered down, and really, really worked on that hurricane. He really just saved the ass of so many Floridians. So many Floridians. There are people who voted for him in this past election in Florida who who are just praising the Lord that they did the right thing, and they voted for him. Because he went there, and he did a a better job than most people people who don't have to run for president and govern at the same time too, right? We've seen governors fuck up all the time with these kinds of things, right? Hey, we saw it with, we saw it with the president too, in, uh, you know, with Katrina. Right. But he went to Florida, got the job done is staying there. They said that people's electricity had been turned back on faster than ever. I mean, it was like record amount of time that people had their electricity put back on again. So he's done a a fantastic job and he's getting rave reviews all over the place for the job he just did in Florida, right? right? All over the place, because there's no way you can spin this as anything else than just a, 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 just an incredible achievement by Ron DeSantis and what he did with the hurricane. And of course you knew that because over the last five days, you've heard very little from MAGA, right? Very little, very little because they know that there's nothing they can say about this. They can say about the job he just did in Florida. And if you watch MSNBC or CNN or Fox News, you're seeing the rave reviews all over the place. In fact, I'll, I'll play a couple of them. Uh, I also wanna talk about Rudy Giuliani, okay? This is what I've talked about with Donald Trump, that everything is one-way street loyalty. So when he talks this loyalty bullshit, about Ron DeSantis. Oh, he's so not loyal. He could have waited. He's so not loyal. He dare run against me. He dare run against me. He's not loyal. He's not loyal. All this nonsense from Donald Trump. Trump always expects one-way loyalty. That's it. you got to be loyal to him, but he could fuck you over and stab you in the back, kick you in the ass as many times as he wants, right? Giuliani is finished. He's, he has no money. But he gave Trump Everything. Right. This guy who was considered America's mayor, this great hero, although I contend all that is garbage. Also, he did so much for Trump. He'll he will go to jail for Donald Trump. And yet Trump won't give him one penny, one penny for his fund. And he's lost the support of many billionaires, including the NYU, the one that's named after Langone. Right. He, he's, he's lost all of them. Okay, and these are some of the top from his uh, when he ran for president in uh, 2008. They all they've all turned their backs on him and he's asked Donald Trump for money. And Donald Trump said, go fuck yourself. His good friend. Remember, remember, Donald Trump has been a crook forever. He was a crook as a businessman and he became a bigger crook as president. Right. When he gained more power, he became a bigger criminal, which is normal the way it normally works so when he was in business in new york we know that he must have broken so many laws right however giuliani was da of time and then he became mayor for eight years right he didn't go after donald trump he could have i'm sure giuliani knows about donald trump's criminal activity he was a businessman but he was this friend And he didn't go after him. Right. He never he never investigated him. Right. And look at look at how Trump repays him. Look at how Trump repays him for what he did. Through the 80s and 90s in New York for Donald Trump being at his side, letting him get away with with crimes and what he did in 2020. When he was his lapdog, I mean, just. Pathetically, his lapdog, I mean, the, the image everyone will have of Rudy Giuliani now is, is standing there sweating with that hair dye rolling down his face. That's what he did for Donald Trump. That's what, th- Think about the juxtaposition of Rudy in, in, in 2001, September of 2001, you know, walking through the, 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 the streets of lower Manhattan with a little debris flying all over the place, walking down and looking like a leader. Uh. Juxtapose that with that image of Rudy sweating with the uh, with the hair dye rolling down his face about 20 years later. So that's a, a good juxtaposition if you want to look at what happened to Giuliani. And yes, he did that to himself. But a lot of that's because of the loyalty he showed to to Donald Trump. Right. Co-conspirator number one, we know, for the uh, election interference case. And now Trump is just totally, totally turning his back on him. But this is what Donald Trump is. He's all about himself. He doesn't care about anyone else. The man is a a sociopath. I I would say even borderline psychopath. But yet his cult will never understand that he's not a good man. He is a bad man. He is a bad person. And I can only say that at this point, look, Look, I could see them backing him in 2016, right? Didn't know much about him. Hated Hillary. I get it. They do. 2020, he's the incumbent. Uh, yes, he was a criminal. He was a, he was a criminal as president for four years. But okay, all right. He's the incumbent. You hate Joe Biden. You're going to back him again. There is absolutely zero reason to back Donald Trump a third time. The zero reason to back Donald Trump now. When you have alternatives, right, like like, uh, like a Ron DeSantis, when you have real alternatives, there's no reason to back Donald Trump. So if you're still backing Donald Trump at this point, I don't think you're a good person. I don't. I really don't. And I don't like playing that. I know the left plays that a lot, right, where if you don't agree with them, you're a bad person. And often that I find that distasteful. You disagree with me, so you're a bad person. But I'm sorry, if you don't know by now, eight years later, that Donald Trump is a scumbag, and if you're going to vote for this low-life scumbag, well, you don't have to. There's no Look, the excuse in 2016 was, we can't let Hillary win. The excuse in 2020 was, we can't let Joe Biden win. So what's the excuse now? We can't let Ron DeSantis win? Seriously? So now I have to say you're not a good person if you're backing Donald Trump, that there's something very wrong with you. And we've gone through this before, the psychological connection. These people that need him in their lives have a very have very low, empty existence. They do. They need him to fill some kind of a void in their pathetic lives. That's what they do. That's what they need him for. That's the psychological connection right there. I know most of us don't understand that, but that's what it is. There's something lacking in the lives of these people who continue to support Donald Trump. They need him. They need the the drama that comes along with him, right? They need all that all that baggage, all that bad karma, all that mishigas that comes along with Donald Trump. And I don't, once again, I can tell you what it is. I don't understand it because I'm not one of them, but that's what it is. And that psychological connection, that emotional need to have him in their lives is, is just so powerful that it doesn't matter what he does, right? It doesn't matter. Like he said, he could stand in the middle of Times Square and shoot people, and his people would still support him. He's right. He, that wasn't a lie. That was the truth, because they need him so badly in, in, their, in, in their lives, of course it screws up everyone else's lives right it ruins your life it ruins my life but they need them they don't care once again i have i've compared this to before to to like uh housewives. My my grandmother when they were so into soap operas and they needed that right every and they, they talk as though these people were in their family and their friends and they turn to them every day right five days a week they turn to them this is a kind of the same similar thing i think where it's just these people There's something lacking, there's an emptiness, there's a void in their lives, and he fills it. Yes, to you and I, it's incredibly pathetic, but to them, that's what it is. So going back to Rudy, (laughs) he's not going to get any help with any of his legal bills from any of those big money donors who financed his campaign in 08, right? Billionaire investor, what's his name? Leon Cooperman told CNBC he has no plans to assist him. Ken Langone doesn't plan to donate to his legal defense fund. So Rudy's now turning to his own efforts to raise money, including promoting the Rudy Giuliani Defense Fund on Twitter, starting a pack with his son and selling over $6 million, Oh, selling his $6 million New York. Anyone interested? $6 million for Rudy's apartment. Why don't you just turn it into an Airbnb? Maybe Rudy can get a lot of money on a nightly basis for his original ending. In fact, you share you share it with him. You share the <laughs> he gives you a room and he cooks for you. Maybe that would do it. I don't know. Look, I laugh, but this is really pathetic. Everyone's walking away from him. Okay, everyone is walking away from him. So he is like persona non grata. That's what he is. He's persona non grata. When, of course, the one who should be persona non grata, and is more and more every day with the big donors, right, with the big money donors. Uh, but Rudy's not gonna have any, he doesn't have what Trump has. He doesn't have these, these, these ignorant lemmings giving him $5, $10 out of their pocket every week to help his defense fund. He doesn't have that. Donald Trump has that. That's why Donald Trump has to stay in this race for as long as possible. He needs to keep that other griff going. Otherwise, he'd be in the same position that Rudy's in. As I mentioned on my last show on Tuesday, Trump will have to put up a GoFundMe without this campaign. How pathetic would that look? I mean, look look how pathetic this is, what Rudy has to do. Imagine Trump. Imagine if Trump has to stoop to that, to putting up some kind of a GoFundMe. He's not going to do that. So he needs to stay in this race as long as possible. As I said on my last show, that when I say as long as possible, he's going to have to balance making money from the grift for his defense fund with losing to Ron DeSantis. So can he see himself lose on January 15th to Ron DeSantis? And I say he's going to lose big in Iowa, right? Can he deal with that? What's worse, not making the money anymore or losing To Ron DeSantis, I say I could be wrong. Doesn't happen very often. I say Trump drops out once he realizes that Ron DeSantis is going to kick his ass in Iowa. He can't see that can't happen. Plus, if you look at it this way, when Ron DeSantis does beat his ass in Iowa, that money's probably going to dry up. Right. Because even his even his ignorant fool followers are going to say, wait a minute. You were telling us all the polls that you were going to kick Ron DeSantis' ass in Iowa. That you, the, the, wait, you said the primary was over. And, of course, we're dumb and ignorant, so we believed you. So what happens when he loses to Ron DeSantis? He loses more than, I think, just the face, but he, he'll probably start losing money as well. So I, I think he'll decide that he has to get out before January 15th, right? He'll have to get out before January 15th and deal with the money situation at that point, because I don't think he can deal with actually losing any election now, any election. And look, you know, there are a million excuses Trump will give. You know, most normal people, when they drop out of a race, they just say they couldn't do it anymore. Right. They couldn't raise the money anymore. They couldn't contend. That's it. Right but not Trump, he's not gonna say that. You know, He'll come up with every, it's been fixed, the Republicans fixed it, the Democrats fixed it, everyone's fixed it, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, just as he continues to say in his ads, in his little videos he puts up on True Social, the same old shit that Ron DeSantis warns us about, which is making this election about the past and past grievances, and that's all Trump can talk about is his past, okay? Is, is the Democrats steal elections. We Democrats stole this election from us, and we can't let them steal the elections again. And everything's going to be about, I'm a victim, we're a victim, the Democrats steal elections, that's it. Forget about any issues that people really care about. Forget about holding Joe Biden's feet to the fire for any kind of problems you might have with the job he's done or the the uh, the economy or whatever it may be, or the border or immigration or fentanyl, wherever you want to go with it. The Democrats don't want to talk about that stuff. And that's what Ron DeSantis has said. You don't talk about those things. You're playing into the Democrats hands, which, of course, is exactly what Trump and his cult are doing, playing into the Democrats hands. Everything is about What a martyr he is. Everything. So Giuliani's in trouble. Giuliani's going to end up in jail. Once again, I don't know about appeals and all that, but he'll be convicted. Um, This is from a strategist for one of Giuliani's past top financiers. I don't have a crystal ball, but I have not heard of one donor or know of one donor, he said that are gonna give him any money. Are there gonna be people who had deep relations with him that are looking at him with pity and gonna help him? Well, maybe, but I haven't heard of it anywhere. A veteran New York Republican fundraiser with clients that had close allegiances to Giuliani, but chose to remain anonymous for the story, was even more blunt, really should have a statue built in his honor for saving the city. Well, I'll disagree with that, but anyway. But instead, he's a clown figure amongst the donor class and needs to run begging for money to pay for a legal defense in which he tried to overturn an election, the fundraiser said in the text message. So look, the same thinking these people have with not giving any money to Rudy goes for Trump. Why are we going to give money to a guy who's going to be, one, convicted? He's not going to get away with it. He's going to be convicted. So our money's really not going to, it's not even going to go to get him exonerated. He's going to lose. And two, to a guy that cannot win a general election that who cannot beat any Democrat, including Joe Biden. Why do it? Smart people, not Trump's donors, Trump's small money donors, smart people are not gonna throw their money, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars out the window. They're not gonna do it. Remember, with Giuliani, obviously, and with Trump, these people are not liked by anyone. People stood by their side because they were afraid of them, right? People were afraid of Trump's uh, social media outbursts, taking them down. They're afraid of Trump's uh, cult. They're afraid of his supporters. They don't like him. They secretly, or maybe not so secretly, despise him. He's not a likable person. Therefore, these people, once they're not afraid of him anymore, and they're not afraid of him because he can't win it, he can't be president again. So they're no longer afraid of him, are going to dump him. And we're seeing this now with Giuliani and Trump. Isn't that a lesson in life, right? Watch the people you step on the way down up because you'll need them on the way down. And in this case, just to be nice to people, right, to be human to people, to be genuine to people, to be as loyal to them as they are to you, to have them actually like you as a person, then you're more likely to get their help when you really need it, right? then you're more likely to get their help when they don't need you anymore because they like you. Giuliani and Trump are not like, despised by many people. And that's why their money is drying up. And that's why they're going to go to jail. Uh, Ann Coulter, you know, this is amazing. I never particularly loved Ann Coulter, but she has really gone on rampages now against Donald Trump. She is a smart woman. She's not woke, but she's awake, and she knows he's full of shit, and she knows he can't win next November. So Trump puts out one of his gaslighting videos on social, saying to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply. Now, of course, we know this is gaslighting 101. She responds with, yeah, you, you were the COVID tyrant. And she's right. She's right. We all know this. He's the one who locked everything down and then just recently said it was the right thing to do. Right. He's the one who's Operation Warp Speed with the with the clock shot. He, he's the one who was for all these mandates of closing the schools. Right. Remember, he said it. He said, I closed the schools. The kids like being out of school. They don't want to be in school. <laughs> and he just said it was the right thing to do. Right. Uh. He just said lockdowns were good. The vaccine was was wonderful. <laughs> and closing the schools was the right thing. All of that stuff was good. And now he's gaslighting and saying, Oh, we're not gonna let you be tyrants anymore. We're not gonna let you be tyrants anymore. When he was the main tyrant. So as you know now on X, uh they don't have Elon Musk doesn't have fact checkers, right? He has People on Twitter who can put community notes, which can correct things, right? And so it's up to the community uh, in the democratic system to correct things if there are falsehoods. So he put up that little video he did on True Social where he talks about COVID tyrants. He's not going to allow COVID tyrants. And the community notes were just savage. They were just savage. People basically saying what what Ann Coulter said, that you were the COVID tyrant. You were. Let me, let me pull these up. And this was, uh, here, these are, this is the community notes. Community notes. The Trump administration, along with other federal agencies, began the lockdown and social distancing rules in 2020. President Trump issued national guidelines that included closing schools and avoiding bars, restaurants, and groups of more than 10, and they link to the New York Times. So he's not fooling anyone but his cult. He's not fooling anyone but his cult. That's it. He's only reaching his cult. He's only fooling his cult. He's not fooling anyone else. This is what I said on my last show Trump has that ceiling of about 30%. Because in the year 2023, the people who hate Donald Trump, are not all of a sudden going to like him. There aren't people who all of a sudden are going to say, oh, oh, I never thought about voting for him before, but I certainly can now. That's not going to happen. Not one person, not one, literally not one. So his ceiling is 30. He can't go any higher. He can go lower. There are still people who are day by day waking up and who support him twice and who won't support him again. So that 30 can certainly go down, and we see it is going down. It can't go any higher than 30, where someone like Ron DeSantis basically has a much, much higher ceiling. I I don't know what his ceiling is. We saw in Florida, Democrats, Latinos, Blacks, so on and so forth. Trump doesn't have that. He has a very low ceiling right so with these kinds of videos he's only fooling he's only fooling people who have been fooled by him for 8 years and will continue to be fooled by him okay that's all he's doing he's yelling into the echo chamber he's yelling into the echo chamber no one else <laughs> no one else cares about what he says He's such a desperate man, and his desperation continues to show, continues to show. Uh, Everyone knows he is the one who put Fauci front and center. He is the one who said he could not fire Fauci. He's the one who gave Fauci a a, a medal before he left office. Uh, He never used his bully pulpit of president, the way, let's say, DeSantis did as governor of Florida, to talk about against vaccine mandates or to talk about, oh, he wasn't president. Operation Warp Speed was him, right? But he was he was out before the mandates took hold. But this, it's not a it's easy for Donald Trump to say now that he would be against vaccine mandates. But does that make any sense to you? He is the father of the of the of the vaccine Operation Warp Speed. He takes credit for it every minute. He talks about his uh, at his rallies that he used to have, even when he gets booed because of it, right? So it's not a stretch to think that the father of the vaccine would have been for vaccine mandates, right? Once again, it's easy for him to say now because he sees the Republican Party is against them. The Republican voters are against them. But I don't think for a second that Donald Trump would have been against them, at least for a period of time, if he were president and not Joe Biden in 2021. So he can bullshit all he wants about being against vaccine mandates as usual, he 's lying, and i don 't believe him uh, yeah, and this is just a reminder. I want to remind people i 'm not pulling this stuff out of my. Ass. This is Donald Trump talking about schools closings
1: 'm very happy not to go to school. You understand that perhaps yours, perhaps not, but've uh, been we've had to know, we have literally had no problem, but again, they should just sit back and be very proud of our country because we 're doing it for them. You know ultimately we 're doing it for them.
0: So that's Donald Trump talking about closing schools. We're doing it for the children. We're doing the right thing. They should be very proud of their country because we're doing it for them. And, of course, we know that was a total disaster. But, once again, we don't only know that closing schools was a total disaster now. Many of us knew it then, okay? I know I didn't start this podcast till November of 2021. But I was talking about this on Facebook and social media back in March of 2020 as well. And not just me, but experts, doctors like Jay Bhattacharya, Marty McCary, many others, Peter McCullough, but they were all censored. They were all censored by the authoritarians at Twitter in coordination with the Trump administration and then the Biden administration, okay? So back then, this is not hindsight, and uh, Ron DeSantis, it wasn't hindsight, it was foresight. He opened the schools, okay? So there are people back then who knew it would have been, it was disastrous and destructive, okay? There were people back then who knew that. It's not a hindsight thing. Yet Donald Trump, there he is, March 27th of 2020, talk about how great this is, how great lockdowns are, how 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 wonderful it is that schools are closed because it protects children that we know had very little, if any, issues with COVID. Um. Uh, and then he lied again. This is this is Donald Trump. Once again, it's very important to, to play these because he's gaslighting now saying we will not comply as though he was uh, the head of that movement when, of course, it was just the opposite. He totally complied and he made others people comply. He made Americans comply. He made you kids out of school. He made you shut your businesses down. And we know now, as we knew then, because many of us were speaking about this, that Sweden did it the right way. Sweden did not close businesses down. Sweden did not close schools down. Sweden did not mask children. And we know that Sweden had a much better outcome of COVID than we did. The children there have had much better outcomes. Their 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 education hasn't been pushed back, hasn't been retarded by two years the way our kids' education has been, as though we could afford to do that anyway. The education system in this country before COVID was well behind countries like Sweden, right? But now it's even further behind because of those school closures. And this is Trump lying about Sweden in April of 2020,
1: Sweden suffering very, very badly. Uh, it's a way it, but uh, the it, it, you know, everybody has been watching everybody else. And so far, almost every country has done it the way we've done it. We've chosen to do it.
0: Well, that's true. That's true right there. Most countries did it wrong. Once again, this is a good lesson, folks. The majority isn't always right. The majority isn't always right. Remember, Ron DeSantis was in the minority. Ron DeSantis, among governors, was in the extreme minority, yet he was right. Okay? Sometimes it takes balls and courage to do things that the majority is not doing, to go against the majority. And that's what Ron DeSantis did. That's what Sweden did. And we look at states, Florida has done much better. And Sweden has done better than most other countries when it comes to the outcomes of COVID. Okay. Not just the outcomes of COVID deaths and so on, but also all the lingering effects and all of the problems that all the lockdowns and mandates caused and continue to cause reverberate throughout society that's going to go on for the next decade. Florida and Sweden are doing much better. Than anyone else. So sometimes you need a leader who can see that others can't, who doesn't just go along with the prevailing winds, right? And that's what we have with Ron DeSantis. But Trump is full of shit. Full of shit. Okay. In 2022, the week SCOTUS considered the OSHA mandate that would have five millions of Americans. Trump was mocking people. For not boasting about their boosters this is from january of 2022 trump takes thinly veiled shot at gutless desantis over COVID booster right so he was wrong over and over again donald trump and now he's trying to gaslight everyone to believe he was on the side of right and he wasn't now here's once again here's more evidence I want to thanks Stin- oh, let me just hold so, on I want to thank Stinson Norwood on Twitter for putting up all these videos this is from uh the debate one of the debates for president in October this is october twenty two 2020 this is Trump using the debate to brag about shutting the country
1: it's two minutes uninterrupted so as you know two point two million people modeled out were expected to die we closed up The greatest economy in the world in order to fight this horrible disease that came from China. It's a worldwide pandemic. It's all over the world. You see the spikes in Europe and many other places right now. Also,
0: what he said there about uh, the models projecting that two to three million people would die, we all knew those models were bullshit. Those weren't models, it was propaganda. That was the old two to 3% of people who get COVID are going to die, right? Went up being zero point one percent zero point one two point percent we knew this I mean, many of us were saying this at the time but we were censored and we were deleted and we were removed from social media by the trump administration in cahoots with the people at twitter because it went against their false narrative that two to three million people you know that two to three percent of the uh of the country was going to die of covid two to three percent of the people who get covid We're gonna die. And as we know, about 97% of the country got COVID. So figure those numbers out, going by the models that Donald Trump talks about. So Donald see Donald Trump's a dumb person. That's what it comes down to. He's a dumb guy. He's just an idiot. Right? Someone said he believes what the last person in the room tells him. Right? So if there are five people in the room and he goes to him for vice. Whoever the last person is, he believes what they say. He's a dumb guy. He's, he's not a smart man. He's an idiot. Right? So he didn't challenge any of this stuff. He didn't find people like Ron DeSantis did, who went out and found the real truth about this, who would challenge the prevailing narrative. He just believed the prevailing narrative. That's who Donald Trump is. He's a moron. And there are so many receipts over and over again of him promoting the things that were wrong and that destroyed our society and continue to destroy us. But he can gaslight, he can just gaslight to his idiot followers, the same fucking people who were out there in 2020 and 2021, 2022 with their freedom flags. We will not comply. Freedom. We're not getting the shot. We're not closing our businesses. We're we're going to the beaches. We're not wearing masks. The same fucking people are now believing everything he's gaslighting about when it comes to COVID. Instead of, once again, it's a psychological need. A normal person would say, you know what? We trusted you, and you were wrong. We trusted you, and you were wrong. They don't say that. They say, oh, well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it was... It was a tough time. He, he, the great president did did the best he could. When they were the ones out there with their freedom flags, protesting all these mandates that Trump were for, that Trump continues to say were correct. Uh, DeSantis's super PAC is going to launch a $25 million ad blitz in Iowa and New Hampshire to reverse So this is this is what they're going to do. They're putting a huge ad blitz out in Iowa, New Hampshire. Also, they're not going to have people really knocking on doors yet in like Nevada and 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 Super Tuesday states. They now see a path to solid victory in Iowa, New Hampshire, and uh, and and the early the early what are the early states? Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina, right? They see a real to victory in those places. So they're going to put all of their energy. And that's the smart thing to do, right? That's the smart thing to do because you win Iowa, New Hampshire, and everything changes from there, right? Everything else falls into place. So they have a $25 million ad blitz coming up in September and October, okay? So, but that's because they have money. He has money to do this. Trump doesn't have any money to put up any ads. Okay? He has no money to put up any ads in Iowa and New Hampshire. Whereas DeSantis does. Trump's donor money just plummeted by $101 million. As his legal peril intensifies, this is from Yahoo! Finance. So does Donald Trump's legal fees? Most of these lawyers charges have been paid by draining funds from his political action committee, Save America, and shifting funds from Trump-supporting Superfax Save America, the leadership pack founded by Trump, has less than $4 million cash on hand after siphoning, listen to this, over $101 million to pay legal fees for Trump and his allies since the beginning of 22. I guess not including Rudy. Mid-year tax filings for PACs provide awareness about presidential campaign funding and how those funds are being used. In Save America's case, money that could be going to necessary campaign needs or political work is being spent overwhelmingly on the former president and associates pending legal cases. According to its mid-year FEC filing, the Save America PAC has spent approximately $25 million in the first half of 2023, 21.6 million of that went to legal fees. A PAC is tax exempt, 527 political organizations create to raise and spend money to elect and defeat candidates. PACs have donation limits for individuals, five grand per year and can't accept donations from corporate or labor union treasuries. But remember, that is a little bit misleading. Because uh, even though it's five thousand per year for individuals, you can get a lot of people to give five thousand each, right? So you get a bunch of people. you get a husband and a wife, right? Five and five, 10 grand, right? You get a bunch of people who give five grand. you get a bunch of wealthy people, and they give five grand each, and that money can add up pretty quickly. Normal people can't afford to give five thousand a year, right? Only the wealthy can afford to give five grand a year uh, to a to a pack. Uh, and of course, Super PACs can gather unlimited funds from people, corporations, and unions. So that 's the difference between the PAC and Super PAC. The PAC is a five thousand per year uh, individual limit, and what they'll get is a bunch of rich people who will put the five grand every year each. That adds up to a lot of money. Super PACs there's no limit on that. They can help finance travel and events and often pay for advertising to support a candidate or cause or to oppose another candidate but can't coordinate directly with cabinets or contribute money to their political parties or campaigns. The Po-Trump Super PAC, Make America Great Again, has sent back 12.2 million of its 13.1 million it raised in 2023. The extraordinary shift of money from the Super PAC to Mr. Trump's political committee, described in federal campaign filings as a refund is believed to be larger than any other refund on record in the history of federal campaigns, says the New York Times. Although donors would want to know where their contributions are being spent, PACs can use their wealth in any legal way they see fit, including paying for the litigation costs of their candidate. And that's exactly what's happening. And just like any other organization or entity, political action committees can have negative funds. So. With the drop in fundraising by Save America PAC might suggest that the small donor dollar operation that has helped the former president's allies could be running out of steam. Experience tells that Trump will continue to bet on his legal troubles supplying big donations from his supporters. So this is important because this is not just the big donors that aren't going to give money anymore. It looks like now the smaller donors are starting to say, hey, wait a minute, where's this money going? Um, I thought it was going to go to have more rallies, have more of your great WWF type rallies and campaigning. But people are starting to see he's not doing the rallies anymore. He's not doing any campaigning. Right. He's not doing any of that that kind of grassroots campaigning you need to do in Iowa, New Hampshire, that all the other candidates are doing. And it's all going to his defense fund, which is looking more and more like he's going to be convicted anyway. So this all dries up. It all dries up. And uh, DeSantis has just, I mean, Mick uh, uh, Never Back Down is doing a great job. They really are. They're doing a great job with the ads they run, with the money they're raising. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. It really is. And so this is tough. When When a campaign runs out of money, it's very hard to run a campaign. Trump could last longer than others, based just on his name, right? And the fact that he gets yes, that he does have that truth social, he gets some free advertising from the media who loves to talk about him because his ratings, but it's still only going to last so long. And he's not going to be able to do any of that grassroots campaigning that people in places like Iowa, Nevada, New Hampshire and South Carolina want to see. They want to see that, especially Iowa and New Hampshire. They want that. They want to meet the candidates. And that changes the race when DeSantis wins those first two, it changes the complexion of everything. It makes the Trump is inevitable thing, that narrative disappear, it destroys it. And that's why they're spending all that money in Iowa and New Hampshire. It's really smart. I'm trying to find, Piers Morgan said something really good about DeSantis and his the way he handled the hurricane, in Florida. And I'd like to, uh, I'm gonna try to, let me see if I can get this going here, if I can find it. Um, by the way, while Trump is 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 asking people to give to his defense fund, Ron DeSantis is asking people to give to the hurricane relief fund. So there you can see the juxtaposition too of these two men. One is all about his own his own ass and the other it's about helping Floridians. So uh, let's see here. Oh, here where's the guy named let me see Benson. Let me see this. So there are a lot of people that are really talking about what a great job that uh, that DeSantis has done in Florida. But if I can pull up the pier, it is okay. This is Piers Morgan talking about this.
2: Yes, well, and I was really struck, actually, the difference between his response, both uh, in Maui and then, uh, again, to the hurricane in, in Florida, and that of Ron DeSantis, who's running for president, because he might end up potentially being in the White House. On the one hand, you have a guy who's currently got the job, didn't want to comment originally about Maui, which I found extraordinarily tone-deaf. I have no comment to make about one of the worst natural disasters in modern American history. Uh, he didn't want to leave his holiday and go down there, when, of course, any normal person with that scale of disaster would have got straight on the plate just for the optics, never mind anything else. Um, and now, now he wants to make it all about himself and this weird fire that went on in his house, which seems to get progressively worse, the only fire known in history that's got steadily worse year after year after year since it actually w- was put out. Um, by contrast, DeSantis, I've been really impressed. I think he's just basically said, forget politics, put all that to one side, he got up at four o'clock in the morning and he kept pounding that beat. He was on television all day. Now, part of it might be self-interest. It's obviously good optics for him running for president. But also it's why he's so popular as a governor and why he's been so successful. He gets stuff done. And he didn't play politics. He welcomed the president calling in. He talked about that. But nowhere did I hear him blame anything. And what's happened down in Florida is really interesting. Three people dead so far. Way, way fewer people have died. Than they were anticipating mainly because the preparation that went on yeah. by governor DeSantis and his team was exemplary and there's a lesson for, for joe biden stop playing the politics do your job all
0: right so i, I guess that's great i guess I, I, pierce said <clears throat> i heard no one died but i think pierce said three i'll take him at his word but that's just incredible remember florida's a state of 21 million people this hit what tallahassee jacksonville pretty big city so three people is just A hurricane of this stature is just uh, stunningly low, stunningly low. Uh, So he's getting a lot of those reviews, right, from people who are watching what's happening here. And that's the whole point, that DeSantis gets things done. He gets it done. He he does his job. It's really simple. I know this, like, it seems mind-blowing to most people, but, like, he's a politician who does his job, right? Right. What that's what it is. The governor of Florida and he does his job for Florida Floridians, so the people who elect him. And that's exactly what we need in the president. It's exactly what we need. Someone's gonna say, I'm going to get the job done and get it done. All right? We saw this, I believe it was um in a hurricane lesser. There were so many hurricanes in Florida, the one before this, or where the bridge was destroyed and the people in the community said, We need this bridge, and he had it rebuilt in seventy-two hours. The streets in San Francisco are in such awful shape. I mean, riding around the streets of San Francisco is like a fucking third world country. You expect you expect people to come out with bow and arrows, right? That's what it feels like. It feels like you're 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 off-roading in, in 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 uh fucking some third world country. And by the way, people do come out in bows and arrows here sometimes. They do come out with bows and arrows. That's the kind of place I live in. But Florida a bridge is destroyed and DeSantis rebuilds it in 72 freaking hours. They can't get the streets in San Francisco repaired. It takes them years to get anything done. Years. Because of the incompetence here. Because of the red tape. Oh, how progressive. How progressive. This is uh, another uh, positive review for uh, Ron DeSantis. Um This was on uh, Fox News.
1: Approach this the same way that he has previous natural disasters in Florida, DeSantis, and he has exhibited competence, extreme competence. Where they were prepared for this, they had everyone and all their assets in line, ready to go to go in and basically help as soon as was safe. And that's exactly what they've done: restoring power, getting the airports back open, uh, fixing bridges. We saw that in Hurricane Ian as well. And DeSantis has pointedly declined to get sucked into politics. The way that the president, to his credit, did there, someone asked DeSantis yesterday about former President Trump and sort of the social media spree he was on, not talking about the hurricane, attacking DeSantis constantly. And DeSantis said, that's not my concern. My concern is keeping people safe here in Florida. He's doing his job. That is the job that he swore to uphold when he ran for reelection and won by 20 points. If he handles this well, because the, the risk is if you blow it, then it becomes a negative for you. But if you handle it well, which he absolutely has, there might be a side benefit politically. But that does not seem to be his driving motivation here. He do- That's
0: Guy Benson, the Guy Benson show, talking about that. So uh, this is not political at all. This is just a governor doing his job. That's all. And there is, I don't know there's any downside, because he's, he's a very competent person. He has everything ready to go. Hurricanes are a big deal in Florida. DeSantis makes sure that he's got a response team ready to go for these kinds of things. So he knows it's going to work out because he's a confident person, right? So... It's just a juxtaposition of, of a competent guy and a guy like Trump, who's a, not a competent guy, who put people who puts people in positions. He always says, "I hire the best people. I hire the best people," and then they're all losers, right? He ends up firing them. They end up writing books about what an asshole he is. They're incompet- He puts incompetent people like Fauci in positions, and therefore you get bad results. Ron DeSantis puts competent people. That's a, a big part of governing. Remember, they say, "Oh." This politician is competent or not. Well, part of their competency is the people they hire to handle these things. Okay, they don't. One man or woman can't handle all of this themselves, so they hire people. Are you hiring competent people or not? We're seeing this in news journalism a lot. My day, in my day, in the nineties, they had competent people in journalism. They had competent journalists. Now we hire incompetent journalists. Right. So that's what you get. You get incompetency because incompetent people hire incompetent people, right? People always say to me, Mike, you complain about all these people in journalism, on radio and television. How does that happen? How do they get hired? Because the people who are hiring them are incompetent. For a politician, if you have an incompetent politician, they're going to hire incompetent people. If you have a competent politician, they're going to hire competent people. It's the same thing. So Trump is incompetent. He doesn't know what a competent person is. He hires incompetent people. That's the way it goes in radio and TV and journalism now. A lot of the times, more often than not, you'll have incompetent people. They don't under, they can't recognize competency. They don't understand. They can't tell the difference between competent and incompetent, right? So you get a lot of incompetent people hired. That's what happens. That's why we're in such a world of shit when it comes to journalism. When people like Rachel Maddow or or Chris Hayes or Sean Hannity are considered journalists. Competent journalists, you you know you have a problem. But the people hiring them are incompetent morons, you see. I've worked for competent people in radio, and I've worked for incompetent people in radio, and I've seen the difference. Competent people hire competent people, and the ratings are high. Incompetent people hire incompetent people, and the ratings are low. I've seen it happen, okay, many times up close. I know the difference between the two things. And what we have now or a lot of incompetent people because they're being hired by morons. Trump is a moron, DeSantis is not. I don't know how much clearer I can make it. One guy's a moron and one guy's not. So you either want a moron, vote for a moron, or you want to vote for the guy who's not a moron. I don't know. It's real, it's real easy. It's real easy for me because I'm not any kind of a cult. So it's easy for me to see clearly the facts, the evidence, add it all up together and get the answer right uh one other thing i want to talk about is <clears throat> you know I, I don't always talk about san francisco stuff because this is the world wide web not just the san francisco web but uh i want to talk about mark benioff just for a few minutes so mark benioff is the guy who owns salesforce if you see the skyline of san francisco you know this beautiful huge why are all these new Buildings look like penises, but this one really does. Maybe I'm just seeing it as a penis. Maybe it's my problem. I don't know. But anyway, it looks like a penis to me. And at the top is like a video screen where they usually put stuff that, you know, is like woke here, virtue signaling. You'll see like the Ukrainian colors, the LGBTQABZTTT plus colors, stuff like that, right? Or if any effeminate people dancing, that kind of stuff. Anyway, he owns that building, okay? or he rents it from the city, whatever. It's basically his building. It's a Salesforce building. No one works there anymore because no one goes to work anymore. So it's like an empty... We have the most homeless people in the world here, and yet we have an empty penis-shaped building which no one is in, okay? Anyway, that's the way things are here. Anyway, Mark Benioff has Salesforce, and every, I believe it's September, there's a big convention here called Dreamforce. It's a... It's not a dream for most of us, but it's good for the city because it brings 40,000 techies into here, okay? It's horrible for the people who live here like me because it's hard to get an Uber, it's hard to get a Lyft, they're more expensive. Anyway, but look, it's good for the city because it brings income in. Well, Benioff said the other day that this 2023 convention might be the last here. He might have to move it because of all the crime and homelessness and problems in the city, and that people don't want to come here anymore. They're afraid to come here. So he took a lot of criticism from the liberal media here, right? Um, but it's true. This is what's happening. And it's not just happening on this big corporate scale. Right, you might say, oh, who cares if say, if if, say, if Dreamforce doesn't come to the Who cares if a bunch of wealthy techies can't get together? Well, it matters because it makes money for the city, okay? It makes money. <clears throat> for small businesses, restaurants, and so on and so forth, but also this matters because small businesses are closing here and mass. We're seeing businesses have been here for a century plus that are closing because of what a shithole, a progressive shithole, this city has become. But Benioff, the other day, the day after he said that Dreamforce may be moved, he said that San Francisco is the world's number one AI city. And they're all saying, oh, what a contradictory thing. One thing, one day he says Dreamforce has to move, and the next day he says it's the best city for AI. What is, what's the contradiction? Only in the liberal media, the brainless, spineless, feckless liberal media, would that be contradictory? Where is it contradictory? Uh, let me get, let me tell you something AI is not human. Yes, this city might be great for artificial intelligence because The last I heard, this may change. Artificial intelligence can't be looted and robbed and raped and killed like I can, like human beings can. It can't be shut down like a small business. So where's the contradiction? Yes, San Francisco is the number one AI city. Is that a positive thing? Is that a good thing that is great for AI, bad for human existence? But no, the the left-wing, liberal, progressive media mindset, they can't comprehend that. They think that's a contradiction. No, it's not a contradiction. It's exactly exactly in line. San Francisco is a horrible city for humans, for businesses, big and small, but it's great for artificial intelligence. Wow, the number one city for artificial intelligence. Wow, what a success story. (laughs) It's... (laughs) It's mind blowing, it really is. It's mind blowing. You know, Benioff tries the best. He tries to do what business owners here do. Hang on, be positive as long as possible until you can't anymore. Until you can't anymore. And they're all gonna leave. Almost 80% have left already. But believe me, Musk will leave, and Benioff will leave, and everything will leave. Everything will leave. Because it's a great city for AI. But it's a bad city for human beings. Nothing contradictory about that. Nothing contradictory about that. It's, it is. It's a good city. If you're, you're wealthy, and you live in a you know a three million dollar, four million dollar, five million dollar condo, or you don't even have to buy. You just pay ten grand a month for rent because throwing ten grand a month out the window is nothing for you. Sure. What would you complain about? What would you complain about? Where you have a car driving you everywhere, a driver, or you can just take Uber and Lyft everywhere you want to go. You have to walk one block. All your food is delivered to you. You get your Whole Foods delivered to you. You get your Uber Eats. And you live in a high-rise luxury building. Sure. You live above it all. You don't have to deal with the things that most people have to deal with. You don't have to take public transportation. You don't have to take BART every day. You don't have to do any of this stuff. You don't have to walk past the homeless camps. You don't have to walk past the homeless tents. You don't have to have crazy people coming up to you verbally or physically assaulting you. So if you're above all that, sure, why not? So there's still some really great restaurants here. There's some good culture. There's some, uh, the nightlife is lacking because everything closes early because these businesses are made of crime. But you can make your, you can can justify it in your head that San Francisco is still really good. And we're all just complaining because we want to complain. But if you're a regular person, you you know the deal. You know the deal. And if it really is, San Francisco is absolutely slipping and sliding into third worldism. There's no doubt about it. It's not being a sliding. It's not becoming, it, it, it's gonna be worse than Detroit. It really is. And when I'm riding in the streets here and it's like off-roading because they're in such bad shape, and you're hitting craters and potholes, and you're seeing all these homeless camps on the side, tents all over the place, people shitting and pissing on the streets, walking in the middle of the street, not even paying attention. And if you hit them, you're in trouble. You realize you are in a third world. It's a third world. And this is what the progressive mindset has gotten us. This is what progressive politics has gotten us. Lest you forget, because I criticize Trumpism and, and, and the Trump cult, I also have no love. There's no love lost for the, for the progressive mindset and the, and, the, and the progressive cult, because that mindset of, of letting criminals go free, not prosecuting criminals, not sweeping the homeless off the streets, not cleaning up the streets, is destroying this city and is destroying every major Democrat-run city in this country, you don't understand this if you live in a Republican area. You don't, right? You don't understand this if you live in Missouri or Texas or Georgia or Arizona or Republican part of – most Florida, but especially the Republican-run cities. You don't understand what I'm saying if you live in Omaha, Nebraska. You don't understand this if you're in Des Moines, Iowa. But you do understand it if you live in San Francisco. You understand it if you live in New York. You understand it if you live in Chicago, although New York is, is definitely coming back faster than everywhere else. But you understand what I'm saying, because you have to live it all the time. Just my reminder that, and this is what I've said a million times, you can dislike the progressives, you can dislike the left, you can dislike the Democratic Party and still believe that Trump is a crook, that still believe that Trumpism is bad for the Republican Party, and for America. You could be against Donald Trump and also against the Democrats. You could believe the Democrats bullshitted about Russia, 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 and all that stuff, and still believe that Trump is a criminal. Okay? You can believe these things at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive. They're not mutually exclusive, which is why I continue to blow minds with people who don't understand. I have people who don't believe me. They're like, wait a minute. You voted for Bernie Sanders twice, and now you're going to vote for Ron DeSantis? I don't believe you. There's no way you can go from being pro-Bernie to pro-Ron DeSantis. They don't understand. Most people in this country are so stuck with their cults, right, their tribes, that they don't understand the human process of evolution, of evolving, of taking in facts and evidence and what's happening in front of you, and then changing, and then being open to change again down the road if things go in a different direction seeing what's in front of you realizing that parties are not the same throughout time they change ideology changes when people get too powerful often they go too far one way or the other that happens a lot So, yes, of course, I could easily go from Bernie Sanders to Ron DeSantis. Bernie Sanders was the guy who said he was anti-pharma, anti-big pharma. Everything was corrupt about big pharma, right? Everything was corrupt. Big pharma is corrupt. The prices are too high, right? Okay. How We heard that for fucking a decade from Bernie Sanders running for office. And what did he do for three years, the last three years? Kissed the ass of Big Pharma. Not once questioned the COVID vaccine. Not once questioned the mandates. Not once questioned the 35,000 boosters that have followed over the last three years. Not once. Totally kissed up to Big Pharma. What did Ron DeSantis do? Made vaccine mandates illegal and sued Big Pharma. The Republican conservative. Okay. The Republican conservative made vaccine mandates illegal. Sued Big Pharma. Not Bernie Sanders. Kissed up to Big Pharma. Not once criticized them. Not once even said, whoa, 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 maybe this vaccine thing is becoming a money grift. Never once did he say that, Mr. Anti-Big Pharma. So yeah, it's really easy. Ron DeSantis sued Disney. Ron DeSantis took away the huge tax breaks from the biggest corporation in this fucking world. Okay? Ron DeSantis, the Republican Conservative, took away corporate America's tax breaks. Did Bernie Sanders ever do that to Disney? Has he ever talked about Disney credible tax breaks that they get? Mr. Corporations are evil, corporations are evil. Never won. So you know what? You go by what a person does, not what comes out of their fucking big mouth. So I can easily go from Bernie Sanders to Ron DeSantis. Do you get it now, or do I got to keep going? The things that Bernie Sanders talked about, Ron DeSantis has done the Republican conservative, ex-military guy. Bernie was a total fucking phony for four fucking years and continues to be a phony. So, yeah, I can can easily go from Bernie Sanders to Ron DeSantis. My body, my choice. Hey, I believed in that, baby. I believed in my body, my choice, but not just for a woman's pussy. How about my fucking body? Bernie Sanders, my body, my choice, my body, my choice. Well, not when it comes to the COVID vaccine. Hey, Bernie. But Ron DeSantis made COVID mandates illegal. COVID vaccine mandates illegal. The Republican conservative was more my body, my choice than the progressive who only talked about my body, my choice when it came to a fucking woman's reproductive system. Why is that the only time my body, my choice matters? Because they're full of shit. Because he's a fake, a phony, and a fraud, and he's full of shit. He talks, and he talks, and for fucking 80 years, all he's done is talk and not get anything done. Because he can easily fool his cult the way Trump can fool. Do you see the connection? The ignorant people on both sides of the aisle who can be easily fooled by demagoguery. Watch what people do. Not what they say. It's easy to talk. Believe me, I do it hours on end every week. And I've done for the last two fucking years on this podcast. I did it for years in talk radio. I love talking. I'm not a politician. When you're a politician, you take care of the people who put you in office, who pay your fucking salary. And that's what Ron DeSantis does, not Bernie Sanders, and not Donald John Trump. End of rant. Who does that? I'm done. Oh, Mark Levin. He says I'm done. I'm just saying end of rant. I'm not gonna steal anything. What do they call him? The great? The great one? Not the great one. The old one? The wise one? What do they call him? I think it is the great one. All right. I don't think it's the old one. I don't think it's the old one. Um Yeah, let me see if there's anything else I wanted to get at today. Um this whole oh, oh, I'll end on this. Look a lot of people talking about, oh, they're bringing back mandates now, right? They're going to bring back this. They're going to bring back that. They don't have to. You see, here's the point with these things. The lemmings are programmed now. They're, they're programmed already to follow. They don't have to bring back anything. People are doing it automatically. Don't you notice that? They don't have to bring anything back. The branch Covidian lemmings are programmed to do all of it again every year. This is why it was so dangerous what we allowed to happen for three years. And pushed punished anyone who's done this to us. Because they simply program these people. And once it's ingrained in these people, it'll be there forever. They will do it automatically. It's like What was the movie? The Manchurian Candidate, right? Automatically programmed, to say it, to do it. There's nothing else that needs to be done anymore. The programming's been done, and they haven't been deprogrammed. The people who programmed them have not been punished, so there's no accountability as far as that's concerned. So this whole, I I actually don't believe that any mandates will come back because they don't need to do it. They don't need to piss people off. They don't need to have protests in the streets. Why would they want that? Oh, they want civic unrest. These people are programmed to do it. And we're seeing that now, right? I see more people wearing masks again. I see universities bringing back. Once again, universities bringing back mask mandates, hospitals bringing back. They're not being told to do it by the state. They're not being mandated. They're doing it on their own because they are programmed to do so. Yeah, someone said San Francisco makes, uh, yeah, forget Detroit. San Francisco makes Pyongyang, North Korea look booming. And it's true. If you go through the streets here of San Francisco, it's dead. It's dead. Go online. You'll see video after video of people putting up videos of how dead it is here. The streets are empty. Everything's vacant. The hotels are 80% empty. It's, it's just it's a disaster. It really is. It's a disaster. Thank you. Thank you, progressives. How progressive. How progressive. All right. Tomorrow, I want to remind everyone. Tomorrow's show is a Friday night show. So I'll have my film reviews at the end of the show. Uh, And I'll be reviewing two films tomorrow night at the end of the show. Bottoms. That's not a porn film, by the way. Bottoms and uh, The Equalizer 3 with uh, Denzel Washington. So that'll be... That'll be the end of uh, tomorrow night's big, uh, big uh, Friday night show. All right, okay. I think that's good. I think I think we're good for for tonight. I want to thank everyone for listening, as always. Okay, thank you for listening to and let's be heard. And until tomorrow night, this is Mike Kuchaply reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.